0: Have you noticed that the longer you spend learning and developing yourself as a rider, the more you have to unlearn, especially from those initial lessons? Well, I think that flexion is one of the great ways to really begin to introduce the whole concept of contact as opposed to just steering the horse with your reins. Okay, I wanna dive into all things flexion today. Let's go. Hey there and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast. My name is Lorna Leeson. I'm an equestrian trainer and coach and I specifically help riders who are going it alone without a trainer or coach and who want to just get more from their relationship with their horse by having a couple of simple plans to do it. Okay, so I mentioned about flexion. Flexion is a big topic when it comes to training horses and riders, okay? And a lot of riders, I think they misunderstand flexion. It can kind of be lumped into the same category as bending, okay? And they're similar and they're very much related, but I don't feel that they're the same, okay? So today I want to use this whole concept of flexion to help you to become a little bit more clear on this difference, first of all, flexion and bending, But also on how you can then begin to develop things a bit further with you and your horse and your your relationship together by using flexion. And particularly if you're finding that the whole thing of contact is hard. stiff and maybe not exactly where you want it to be okay so that all being said and done i think that first and foremost flexion is a form of bending okay i I do say that it's i think in kind of the truest definition of the word you're looking at it being bending, usually a limb, okay? So an arm or a leg. And when we're talking about horses, this can be true. We all know about flexion tests, okay? But flexion has a second meaning when it comes to horses. And particularly when we're training or developing horses. I don't just want to say riding horses because flexion is also important for groundwork, and for lunging, and all the things that go with it. And I think that when we take flexion in this kind of second sense of the word, it's about flexion being more subtle than bending, okay? So instead of there actually being a true bend... Flexion is more like it's the suggestion of a bend, okay? Now, I describe this to a lot of riders as being like the indicators or the blinkers or the turn signals, I think some people call them. The thing on a car, you know the lights on the car that let everybody else know that you're going to track left or track right, okay, on your car or with your car. And if we think about that, all the indicators do is merely indicate to other drivers, okay, or road users, it doesn't have to be drivers, that our intention is to go a certain direction or a certain way. The indicators don't actually steer the car that way, okay. And I feel that when we talk about bending and flexion and riding, it's a similar concept. I think bending, when we're talking about riding, this is okay, it's more about the channel of the energy and where the energy is flowing. Okay. Now I believe that horse and rider create a container, both of them, it's almost like a piggy bank. It's hollow in the middle, okay? So the horse and rider are one container, it's like a mold. And that Bending is using the container of both horse and rider in order to get the energy to flow a certain way, okay, as they move together. Now, flexion is, as I said, more subtle. And again, I'm using the term riding. I mean all areas where you're working with your horse, not just riding, okay. So flexion is more subtle. And it can often suggest or indicate to your horse A couple of different things, okay? So, for example, if you were preparing to track left with your horse, you could ask for a slight flexion to the left. Or if you were preparing to canter and you decided you want to canter on the right lead, well, you could suggest this to your horse that this is what's coming up by asking for flexion to the right, okay? So, you see how it's not actually turning, it's not actually cantering it's a suggestion of what's going to happen, okay? Um, And I think that when we think of it this way, it's almost like this subtle nod. It's like, yep, that's the way, buddy. Or like a, a prompt or a cue it kind of cues your horse okay it's like okay this is gonna come up next and this is kind of a a bit of a preview of what's going to happen okay now flexion also determines the inside and the outside so if we think about your aids as a rider And often you'll hear people talk about the inside leg or the outside leg and the inside rein and the outside rein. And initially when we learn to ride, remember I said these early lessons where we actually have to undo all the things we learn. We have to unlearn them and relearn different concepts. But initially when we learn to ride, we're often told that inside and outside is dictated by where we are in the arena. And that's a pretty simple way of kind of getting everybody on the same hymn sheet. Um, I use it myself. So if I'm with a beginner in the arena, I would say inside is the side closest to the inside of the circle, to the middle of the circle, or the side closest to the middle of the arena. The outside is the side closest to the edge of the arena, or the, the boundary, or the posts, or the rails, or whatever it is, okay? And yes, that works. But then as we begin to become more experienced and we begin to become more knowledgeable, we begin to do more fancy stuff, okay, that changes. So it actually turns out that flexion is what indicates inside and outside, okay? And when you think about this, if you flex, if you ask for flexion to the right, your right will become the inside and your left therefore will become the outside and vice versa okay so it's important just to to remember this as well now flexion is also a way that we can begin to really work on suppleness with our horse okay so if we think of bending bending and suppleness are very much related they kind of go hand in hand and flexion can be introduced into your daily riding work in, also, in order to increase this suppleness as well okay and the suppleness throughout the horse's body so you can get this side to side suppleness lateral or you can get this kind of tail to nose suppleness well tail to pole but we'll say tail to nose so as you understand what we're talking about here okay That suppleness as well which is longitudinal suppleness okay And you can use flexion for both of these, okay? And when we think about using the flexion, the whole reason we're doing it is to develop the elasticity inside of our horse and throughout our horse's body, okay? And I think that when we're using this slight flexion, it is a much easier concept to begin to introduce to our horse and slight is like a really important word here okay um I've said that bending is more of a channel and that the flexion is more like um kind of just asking the horse or suggesting it's a suggestion to the horse okay um and then when we have this true suppleness so when we think of suppleness and we're like oh yeah look my horse can bend this way and that and The horse is standing still and you're just contorting them into all sorts of different shapes and, and I don't know, like ways. Uh, I don't think that's true suppleness. Suppleness has an ease and a flow to it. And this is why flexion can be so important because... Very often horses struggle with bend because they lack suppleness and that energy cannot channel through the bend due to the lack of suppleness. But when we then begin to introduce it from a flexion perspective is it allows the horse to begin to understand and to begin to Realise that they can use their body in different ways, okay, and that they can do this by continuing to move forward and to be soft, and that is true flexion. Remember, flexion is the the ease and the flow, okay, and we want to keep allowing that to flow, which will lead to a more successful or a more, if you want, truer form of bending with our horse, because the energy will be allowed to continue to flow, okay. Now, very often what we find is when we're just working on bend, so when we dive in and we're like, okay, now we're going to bend today, you very often lose either the relaxation or the rhythm or the suppleness. It's usually the relaxation or rhythm is lost because of a lack of suppleness, okay? But the flexion can help with that. It can help to really begin to introduce this concept while still moving forward. So, for example, this would be maybe introducing shoulder four before you introduce shoulder in, okay? So, shoulder four is more to do with flexion, shoulder in also has this added element of band through it as well, okay? So they're a little bit different. Um, it's One is just kind of slight, and the other is more defined, if you want, okay? And because the flexion is slight, and it's just the indicator the horse can then continue to move forward with what he's doing and he can move forward until another question is asked so until you ask something different and um, I do think that this really and truly is important now I believe with a lot of concepts that we use in riding um, and one of the best places to start is to actually on the be on the ground beside your horse so now you're not on the horse you're beside the horse and I do believe this with flexion as well and you can really begin to introduce this concept to your horse on the ground and I do feel that there's different exercises you can use to do this and what I'm going to do is create a free training for you on this and you can find this over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash flex f-l-e-x and it will also be obviously a link into the show notes and then from there once your horse kind of and you understand a couple of the simple concepts you can then begin to introduce this into your riding and i think that when you truly introduce correct flexion okay to your horse and to yourself and to your riding you have the possibility now to transform things you have the chance to go from being maybe wooden or hollow have you ever ridden a horse around a corner and it's like the horse is like a plank underneath you he just he's just not able Reflection is a great way to introduce that, okay? To begin working on that. And again, sometimes he's physically not able, but very often it's a mental. He doesn't doesn't understand. He doesn't know what he doesn't know, okay? And when you begin to introduce that, it makes so many things easier. And again, you go from this kind of wooden or hollow feeling to having this loosey-goosey, to the two of you being able to work together, to suppleness, to energy, to the channel, to everything in between. Okay, once again you can find that free audio training over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash Alex. Okay, I'm gonna leave it at that. Have a great day. Keep well, I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye. Bye. Bye.